This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I was sitting with a couple recently, and I said to the woman, can you tell me something positive about your husband? Tell me something, tell me a good story, tell me something that he did that you liked. It could have been a year ago, ten years ago, whatever it was. Just give me, give me, tell me something positive about your husband. So the woman tells me this story. She says, they went up to the mountains. Middle of the summer, they go up to the mountains. Actually, it was the beginning of the summer. And they come up there, they unpack, they start unpacking, and all of a sudden, boom, the power just goes black. They look outside, the whole colony is just completely black. And this woman, she started getting very nervous, she started panicking, she says, we don't have electricity, we don't have air conditioning, we can't see what we're doing, we need to unpack, what are we going to do? She starts getting very nervous. And her husband steps forward, and he says to his wife, listen, Right now, we have a choice. We could either freak out, or we can try to make the best of this. So he sits down with his kids, and he says to his kids, Kindlach, come gather around. Daddy is going to tell you a story. And he puts on a little flashlight, and he puts it over his face, and he sat there for like two hours, and he's just telling the kids story after story after story. And the woman, she sat down, she was relaxed, she started putting things away, and she said, he gave me such a sense of like serenity and he took what could have been a very bad situation and he turned it around. Beautiful. Now there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says that Yitzchak and Rivka, when they're traveling, they, they pass by Avimelech. And when they come across Avimelech, it says that they tell Avimelech, Yitzchak tells Avimelech, Rivka is my sister. And the Pasuk says, Vayashkev Avimelech Melech Pelishtim Ba'arach Halayin Avimelech looks into the window. And he sees, Vayar, Vihina Yitzchak Metzachik Eis Rivka Ishtay. He sees that Yitzchak is behaving in an intimate fashion with his wife. And everyone jumps right on that story. And they say, what does it mean? How is it possible that Yitzchak, the Gadol Adar, could have allowed himself to be caught in a situation which was unbecoming of somebody to see. And there's different answers that people give. But I want to paraphrase an answer that's given by Ravel Yelapian in his amazing sefer, Levelio. He says like this. He says, this concept of a chaloin, of a window, what is a chaloin? What is a window? A window is something which gives you perspective into something else. Normally, you have a wall. A wall blocks your perspective. I'm in this room, I can't see out of this room. But if I put a window, then it allows me to see from this domain, this area, through this portal into something else. So he says that the chalain over here is a metaphorical chalain, is a metaphorical window. What does it mean? It means that Avimelech, through using his Avedizara, he sort of had this Ruach Hatoma, which created a portal. And that portal was a chalain. And that chalain allowed him to see Yitzchak and Rivka. And that's how Yitzchak and Rivka were seen by Avimelech. He says Yitzchak also had a chalain. And Yitzchak's chalain, his window, was a perspective of Ruach HaKadosh. Of seeing things in a better light. In seeing things through the eyes of what Hashem would want to see things. And he says that 
You look at everything that, that Yitzchak did, the way that he named the wells, the way that he davened, the way that he thought, everything that went into his life had this element of a perspective of the Gadol Hadar. And that is the window that Yitzchak had versus the window that Avimelech had. Very nice. But now, let's, let's take this a step further. You see, every one of us has a window. Every one of us has a perspective on life. Every one of us can look at a situation and either be really excited by the situation or not so excited by the situation. A number of years ago, I was walking with my wife and it was Purim night in Yerushalayim, which means that it was Purim in the whole world except for Yerushalayim. And we're walking through Meish Aram, through Geula, we're, we're walking through these alleyways and we started getting closer to where Rav Yashiv lives. I'm walking around, I'm wearing a sweater, a pair of pants, not exactly dressed to visit the Gabal Adar, but I turned to my wife, and my wife turned to me, and we said, hey, we're right near Rivliyash's house, why don't we go and, and, and you know, get a bracha from the Gabal Adar, from Rivliyash, let's knock on the door, I'm sure he's up learning, right, he doesn't do anything other than learn, maybe we could get in now. We walk over to the door, we knock on the door, and a woman opens the door, and she's like, yeah, could I help you? So we said, yeah. Harav Nimza, is the Rav available? Can we come in, sit down, and talk to him? She's like, um, which, which Rav are you talking about? He said, yeah, Rav Yashiv. She's like, oh, Rav Yashiv, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's not here. He doesn't live here. He lives two doors that way. So we're like, oh, okay, sorry, thank you very much. You know, we'll go, we'll go two doors that way. So she says, there's no way you're getting into Rav Yashiv right now. It's 10, 10 o'clock at night, 10.30 at night. You're not getting into them. There's just no way. She's like, however, when you knock on my door, you became my guests. And as my guests, you have to come into my house. So we look at each other and we're like, okay, let's, let's go on in. We walk in, we sit down. This woman, she starts bringing out cakes and cookies and drinks. And she starts schmoozing with us. What's your Hebrew name? What's your Hebrew name? She starts writing it down. She's like, I'm going to daven for you. You're going to daven for me. Here's my phone number. Here's your phone number. And as this story is happening, and we were there for over an hour, maybe an hour and a half, I noticed, and my wife noticed, that there were little cots on the floor. And in these cots were people, children, that were sleeping in this little room. And we're like, can you imagine... This woman's perspective on somebody knocking on their door is that this person is my guest. You're my mitzvah. You're my opportunity to do chesed. And as my opportunity to do chesed, you have to come into my house. You have to take my cookies. You have to make a bracha. You have to sit down. You have to schmooze with me for an hour and a half. It's such a different way of looking at the world. It's not, oh, well, again, somebody's knocking again. What, what do they want from me? It was with so much simcha. It was with like, it, there was no option for us to turn to her and say, no, nah, you know, thank you very much. We're, we're going to leave. There was no option. She's like, you're my guest. You're my opportunity for chesed. Thank you so much for coming. It was Purim night. Then she walked us down the steps. Thank you so much. She was thanking us for making her Purim night as if we did her a favor. This woman has next to nothing. She has this little apartment with one room where literally people are sleeping on the floor in this one room. And she's extending herself. 
And sometimes you hear people who live in palaces. And like somebody knocks on the door for a $5 check. And it's like, Ugh, here's $5. You want a drink also? Okay, fine, I'll give you a drink. Her perspective was so beautiful, so enlightening. And how do you get there? How do you get a window that looks like that? How do you get it that when you peek through the blinds, you say, ah, look at this opportunity that's walking up the steps. Beautiful, somebody else is coming. Come, Yanko, go get the person a drink of water. You know, Feige, go, go pull up a chair. Let's make this person a tea. That is such a beautiful way of seeing the world. Amazing. The way that you do that is by constantly surrounding yourself with positive thoughts, with positive values, and positive conversations. When the things in your home are are revolving around chesed, when they're revolving around Torah, when they're revolving around saying Tehillim, when they're revolving around Tefillah, these things change your perspective. When a child hears his father say, I'm so excited, I, get, I, I have to take a break in the middle of the day, it lets me clear my mind, I'm going to go to Ava Mincha, I have my share. Nobody bother me for the next hour. I need to sit down and daven or learn or spend the time doing chesed. Or, or a father sits down and he shows his child that when a mashallah comes to the door, he says, oh, I'm so excited. Our opportunity to do chesed. And he sits with the person. He's mechabed them. It changes the family. It changes the way the children will relate to chesed, to tefillah, to tzedakah, to things in our life which are positive. The positive values and the positive conversations. There's some people who they taint their windows. When it comes to Shabbos, it's, oh, Shabbos is coming. Every time it's a schlep, every time it's a kvetch, every time it's, oh, I hate preparing for Pesach. Pesach is so burden, you know, burden, it's such a burden on me. A person can change the way he sees things, the way his family see th- sees things, by having positive conversations, positive values, and positive things in his life. And when you do that, you clean your windows just a little bit so that your perspective on things is just a little brighter. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.